Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning in to your Atlanta Catholic Radio Station, AM 1160, The Quest. We are excited to bring you a two-part series on St. Joseph, featuring Father Donald Calloway's incredible new book called The Consecration to St. Joseph. This new book is getting a lot of attention and changing lives. You'll love and admire St. Joseph in a new way and understand why the church calls him the terror of demons. Hi, everyone. This is Danny Ryan, and I recently completed the consecration to St. Joseph at St. Joseph the Worker on that feast day, and I was just really excited to have the chance to be able to talk with the author of the book, Father Calloway, and he's joining us on AM 1160, The Quest, this hour to talk about the consecration of St. Joseph. Welcome, Father Calloway. Hey, thank you so much uh, for having me. It's a real uh, joy and an honor to be with you. Absolutely, absolutely. And the book's been going so well, and we're just excited to follow up with you and and, uh, have some specific questions about the book. But before we go into that, uh, we at AM 1160, The Quest, know that all good things begin with prayer. So, Father, would you mind leading us in a prayer to get started? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you to bless this time uh, for our conversation, for all the listeners, uh, that our hearts will be drawn closer to Jesus Christ through the intercession of St. Joseph, that uh, through his powerful intercession with our Savior, that we would be drawn closer to you and increase in virtue and turn away from anything that is not pleasing to you, Lord. We ask this blessing in the name of the Father and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you, Father. Now, let's jump right in. Uh, In the introduction to your book, the theme is about how now is the time for St. Joseph. Share with us some of the reasons why you believe that now, more than ever, is the time to look to St. Joseph. Yeah, it's pretty extraordinary because, you know, the Church has done more in the last 150 years to promote St. Joseph than she's done in the previous 1,800 years. So, We've had some really significant things happening, um, and it's kind of crescendoing right now. So, for Mm. example, in 2020, we're celebrating right now the 150th anniversary of St. Joseph being proclaimed the patron of the Church. So that happened in 1870, so skip ahead to 2020, it's 150 years. So all of these things have kind of crescendoed to this current moment, the time of St. Joseph. That's beautiful. And I know in the book you, you go through, and there's, there's a lot of things that have led up to it, especially recently within the Church, that uh, point us to St. Joseph. There is, big time. Um, and, you know, I, at the beginning of the book, I do like a little chronological mm-hmm. presentation of some of those things. So, uh, you know, if you just want to back up to like 1870 again, when he was proclaimed the patron of the Church, after that, it was just like a flood was released of things happening. You had all these different religious communities founded uh, to promote devotion to St. Joseph. You had the apparitions in Knock, Ireland, mm-hmm. where St. Joseph was present in 1879. You had the first encyclical written on St. Joseph by Pope Leo XIII in 1889. Then you had people founding great shrines to St. Joseph, like Blessed Petra of St. Joseph in Spain, and then uh, here in North America, we had uh, St. Andre Bessette uh, establishing the oratory, the great oratory of St. Joseph in Montreal, the world's largest church dedicated to St. Joseph. And then as it continued, we got St. Joseph at the Fatima apparitions in mm-hmm. 1917. 
We've got a whole bunch of new prayers to St. Joseph. We've got, uh, you know, all kinds of people promoting devotion to him. And now we even have St. Joseph's name in the Mass. You know, it's hard to believe that it took so long to get his name in the Holy Prayers of the Mass, but now he's in all prayers, and this has all happened in our time. So pretty extraordinary. It's amazing, isn't it? It seems uh, like now is the time, the more I talk with this, uh, with other folks and the things that he teaches us, especially as fathers, about fatherhood and, and why, why that's what, he, what his life was and who he was as a man uh, teaches us how to become better, better fathers. And he does teach us how to become that better father. Why is, it, why is that important today with men? And like one of my core beliefs is that as a father, my primary mission is to get my family to heaven. And, and how can St. Joseph act as a guide and a model if we believe that is our mission as fathers of our family? Yeah, well, you know, this is a big issue of our times because, uh, you know, the family is under attack today, and, you know, we've got a lot of confusion even when it comes to things like gender. You know, there's gender mm-hmm. ideology, and people are confused what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. And and so, you know, with all of that in mind, that's one of the reasons I put to the book together was because we need some clarity on these things, and we need to look to really what a family is by God's definition, and and what it means to be a man and a woman by God's definition. And, and so I thought, you know, we really need, I think, in a, in a major way, to look at the ma- man uh, at the moment, because a lot of men today feel emasculated mm-hmm. by the culture. You know, they're, they're, they're told, hey, tone it down, don't be toxic in your masculinity, don't uh, patronize me, you know, and there's a lot of things like that. And so a lot of men are kind of timid into, well, I don't know what to do, I don't know what is acceptable now to, yeah. to, to behave like. And yep. so I think that we need to look to the model who was actually the head of the Holy Family. I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, the second person of Blessed Trinity, placed himself under the authority and the leadership of St. Joseph. No pressure, no pressure, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, exactly. My goodness, can you imagine? Yeah, so we're talking about extraordinary uh, example of manhood and, and fatherly love and care mm-hmm. and so that's, I think, one of the major aspects, and this is true for all of us. I mean, all Christians, you know, have something to imitate in St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. But today, I think, especially when there's this crisis in manhood and leadership and servant leadership, we need to look to St. Joseph today. I love the way you've set the book up. Uh, you know, the first part is is the 33-day preparation, which we'll talk more about mm-hmm. that in a little bit. The second part really is for the the wonders of our spiritual father. And, and I like it how you sort of, if you're not ready for the consecration, you can go through the second part and almost, I would say, fall in love mm-hmm. with the man of who mm-hmm. St. Joseph was. And then the third part with the prayers and how to do this as a group. It's just, a, a, you set the book up really well. And I'd love mm. to to find out more about what are the virtues of St. Joseph. Mm. Yeah. Well, part of the, the structure of the book, I guess you could call it like the template of the book, uh, is I base it around the litany of St. Joseph, which is a really powerful prayer that not a lot of people are familiar with, you know, they, Catholics tend to be more familiar with the Litany of Loretto, mm-hmm. which uh, is for Our Lady, which is a beautiful prayer. Um, but the Litany of St. Joseph is kind of the, the, the parallel to that for, for St. Joseph, and it highlights a lot of his titles and his virtues. So, mm-hmm. for example, during those 33 days, I take one of the 
the, the, the titles from the litany, and we kind of unpack it in the readings and the prayers. So if you look at some of those titles, you, 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 you start to see some of his virtues. For example, he's called the most just, mm-hmm. the most chaste, the most prudent, the most courageous, obedient, faithful, patient, you know, those kind of things. And then we can see not only his greatness, but we can want to imitate that, yes. you know, and, and break those virtues. What is that virtue, and how can I be like that? Because all, all children are called to look like their parents. Mm-hmm. Well, he's our spiritual father, so let's resemble him spiritually, you know? Yep. We may have some listeners who might be just tuning in. I'm talking with Father Donald Calloway, author of the book, The Consecration to St. Joseph, and we're just talking about what his virtues are and pointing out what those virtues are. Continue on, Father. Yeah, so, you know, as you said, you know, virtue is really the basis of, of holiness in the sense of, you know, we have to uh, imitate Christ and his saints in order to really be, you know, holy within the depths of our being, because, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it means to be sons and daughters of the Most High, is to be conformed to the pattern of Jesus Christ. And the saints did that perfectly, especially Our Lady and St. Joseph and all the other great saints. Well, that's what we're called to. And so we've got to, you know, not just know about these things, but then we have to apply them in our lives. And that's why, you know, we can unpack these things in St. Joseph and want to be like him. And, and so that's, I think, a critical point of the book, because ultimately this book is about Jesus Christ. You know, mm-hmm. it's about coming closer to our Lord and Savior. But we've got these great examples in the saints yes. who, you know, they're, 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 they're not God, which means that we can imitate them on every level, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so let's strive to do that. So that's why, you know, looking to St. Joseph, uh, for everyone, men, women, and children, we too can become faithful, courageous, prudent, patient, you know, loving, and all of that by looking to him. And I love the, the uh, part of the, the book you were talking about, how we can get as fathers a foretaste of the Trinity as, as we look at mm. you know, wh- what we're living right now. And as I look through these different virtues, some of them attracted me to St. Joseph and to learn mm-hmm. more about it and to have an example. And I wonder, were any of these, um, as you were finding out and learning more about St. Joseph yourself, what were some of the initial virtues that attracted you to St. Joseph? Well, definitely, you know, Joseph most chaste, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we live in a world that is just filthy. I mean, we've got this plague of pornography that's, you know, global. It's just, it's unbelievable. And we've got to really turn this thing around when it comes to men having pure hearts. And we're only going to do that by looking to the models of this and, 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 and imitating them. And, you know, this is not something easy to practice. I mean, we live in a fallen world. Yes. uh, Where we're naturally drawn uh, to these things. And, you know, marriage is a blessing, and the conjugal act within marriage is a great blessing. It comes from God. But we've got to use it rightly, and we've got to respect the dignity, you know, of the other, and we've got to do these things within their proper context. And and I think that this is such a model for us today when we've got, you know, I think divorce rates now are at an all-time high. We've got uh, contraception everywhere, We've got people basically using each other yeah. for just, you know, pleasure. And, and we've got to look to, um, to, to, to our Lord, to the saints, for this, these models of virtue, no matter what your vocation is, mm-hmm. uh, so that we can be pleasing to God. Because remember, Jesus himself said, Blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. Yes. Well, if you want to see God, 
you better be working on having a pure heart, you know? So we got to look to St. Joseph for that. And what an important message right now, even with, you know, with the pandemic that's going on and that, how can I be the spiritual head of my family if I'm participating, mm-hmm. if I'm allowing this to be in my life, if I'm looking at pornography or if I, my mind mm-hmm. is filled with things that, that aren't true and, and, and holy and beautiful. I know it's a, it's a stopping block for a lot of fathers. Mm-hmm. And, and I think St. Joseph can, just his life, I think the idea of him protecting and him being a chaste man and learning more about mm-hmm. him, we mm-hmm. just we see an example that it sort of stirs us to say, we can be better than this. We can. Yep. We can be better that's than exactly this. exactly right. We can be that, better That's than right. And all men know that deep down inside, you know, we're all broken, wounded, and we make mistakes, we fall. But deep down inside, every man, you know, he wants to be the hero. He wants mm-hmm. to be that knight in shining armor. He wants to be the one whose intentions are, are right and pure. And when he messes up, he knows it. He knows mm-hmm. it. And so, you know, we 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 want to be like that, and we've got examples of how to be like that. So that's what we need to do, is, is we need to apply it, no matter what our vocation is. I mean, even myself as a priest, right? I, I'm not married. I don't have a wife. But that doesn't mean that I don't have a beauty in my life, you know, the church, and I'm, I'm to protect her. I'm to defend her. I'm to honor her and serve her. She's not at my disposal to do with her what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm to be the one who is willing to lay down my life for her, you know, the bride of Christ. Um, yes. And for men who are married, you know, they've, they've got a particular beauty in their life. They're, they're beloved wife and children, and, and they should be willing to, to have that servant leadership that is sacrificial, loving, and and willing to take a bullet for them, you yes. know. Yep. Um, that's what we need today. I think it's our, our paths to sanctification come within the roles that we play in the, in this life. And what what am I learning as a father? And I think part of along my path, one of the reoccurring messages is it's not about me. Is to get my sort of like I hear this over and over. It's not about me. And Saint Joseph's life was not about him. It was about right. doing the Father's will, you know, loving and caring for Jesus and Mary. Even, even very, you know, as you were saying early on in the church, it was he wasn't prevalent. You know, he, he, there's just been within the last couple of years this recognition of the mm-hmm. the man and the, of the virtues mm-hmm. of, of a, that he brings to us. Um, what in what ways can do you feel like that men can be more like Saint Joseph as the head of the family? Yeah, this is a big one because, um, you know, a lot of times today when people hear that kind of language, it, they get triggered. They're like, oh, <laughs> yes. This, this, yes. this isn't politically correct. And I'm like, look, we're not saying that men are called to be ogres. And, you know, yeah. that's not what we're talking. We're talking about servant leadership, yes. sacrificial manhood, which if people experienced, if women experienced that, they would love yes. that. They would surrender their hearts to that readily, you yes. know. Um, I think deep down inside, every woman wants a man who is, uh, a provider, a protector, a defender, and yet, you know, they make decisions together in their family and Absolutely. so forth. But here's the important thing, and this is incredible to think about. So in the Holy Family itself, you know, we've got Jesus, who's God, we've got Mary, who's perfect, and then you've got St. Joseph, who, of all those members, he's the <laughs> least perfect one, right? So right. They're, they're all holy, but of all the three, I mean, he's at the bottom, you know. But here's the thing, yet he was the head yeah. of the Holy Family. Yeah. And that's important, because I meet a lot of men who say to me, well, you know, I leave the churchy stuff up to my wife, because that's kind of what she does. And I'm like, no, brother, no, that's not her primary role. It's yours. You're to be the head of the Holy Family. Remember, 
it was Jesus, who is God, and Mary, who is perfect, who surrendered to the leadership of St. Joseph, who was less perfect than them. So don't leave it to your wife. It was the role of Joseph in Nazareth to lead the prayers at home, before meals, and in their practices of Judaism. He's the one who led it. And God let him lead it, and his wife let him lead it. And that's important, because today, studies have been done, sociological studies have been done, so I'm not making this up, that if it's only the, the mother and the wife and the family mm-hmm. that lead the prayers, take the family to church, when those children leave from outside of under that roof, the, the, the chances of them, you know, leaving the faith or wa- wandering away, you know, are quite high if it's yes. only the mother who does it. Yes. If it's the father who's the one who leads the prayers, takes the family to church, and is the initiator of these things, oh my goodness, the studies show that it is very unlikely that the children will leave the faith. Yeah. So there's something to be said there. It's a vocational role. It doesn't mean that men are better than women. Nope. It just means we all have an important role to play, and we need to be doing that. Because yeah, children look to the mother and the father for different things, and that's just the way it is, and that's the reality of things. One of the things you yeah. were talking about earlier with the head of the family, I know this probably triggers people, but I, I, I when I talk with um, my wife and talk in general I believe the authority comes from the fact that I put their needs first before my own. Yeah. It comes yep. back to this, that it's not about me. It's about me putting my family before me. And because I do that, I can help us make the right decisions. And that that is what we need in, in men nowadays. It's not this authoritative, like, you're going to do this. No, it's, it is a man right. who is... The I love that he's, it's almost like the silent leader, the one behind the scenes who takes the action, but yep. it's backed up. It's and he and he puts the family first, and that's where the authority comes from. Well, well said, and you nailed it because that's what it is, and that's what we see in Saint Joseph. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's a uh, what do they call that in acting? Not the main actor, but the the sec- he's he's the greatest. You know, kind of backup in yep. the history of the world. Yep. You know. Yep. And he doesn't need to be center stage. He doesn't need to be recognized. If you look at a lot of the art of him, he's usually in the background and mm-hmm. shadows. You know, mm-hmm. he wants it to be about his wife and his son, right? About about Jesus and Mary. And that is such a good father. That's such a good husband. And you know, that's if you even look at like a a priest or a bishop, for example. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. You know, you call me father, but it's not. If I start making the liturgy, for example, about me, well. I'm off. You know, it's not about me. You know, it's about, you know, honoring and and, and giving God his due through worship. I need to get out of the way. I need to just, you know, do what the Church tells me to do and let souls be romanced by God in this action of of, of Mass. And I need to do my part, but I can't make it about me, (laughs) you know? Yep. I love how in the book you juxtaposition this with how it is in heaven, which is the... (laughs) Tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, in heaven? In heaven, how it's, you know, it's Jesus is here on on earth. While he was here on earth, he was, you know, the head of the family. And then there was Mary. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus, in heaven, how it's Jesus at the top, and then Mary, and then Joseph, how it's set up differently. It is. It is, is. yeah, because, you know, again, I mean, Jesus is God. So he's, Mm -hmm. you know, he's greater than, than all. Um, He's the end of, uh, of beginning and end of everything. And so in heaven, you know, um, you could we know biblically that Mary is seated at his right, you know, she's the queen mother in, in the kingdom of heaven. 
But then there's the question of, you know, who would be at his left? You know, who, who would be the one? And it's funny because, you know, in the New Testament, you get a couple of the disciples trying to, you know, jockey for position there. And they even trick their mother into kind of coming <laughs> along for one of these, you know, interrogations of Jesus and, and trying to get in there. And, and Jesus is on to him, of course. And he says, can you drink from the cup? And they're like, yeah, we'll drink that cup. And he says, well, okay, but it's not for me to decide who's going to be at my left and my right. That Those seats are, are, are prepared for by my father. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. So if Mary is at his right, you know, as the queen mother, it's very biblical and, 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 and all, who's going to be on his other side? That's right. Is it going to, you know, is it going to be St. Francis of Assisi, for example, a great saint? But no. Is it going to be Therese of Lisieux, for example, the little flower? No, as wonderful as she is. Jesus is not going to downgrade his father and say, hey, Dad, I know you're, you were special to me, but you need to step aside because, you know, I'm going to give this to the little flower. No, it's going to be for his dad. I mean, mm-hmm. the role that he played, the dignity that St. Joseph has is unparalleled, you know, uh, it's only less than that of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about an extraordinary holiness <laughs> and greatness in the kingdom of heaven, you know, uh, which is only right and proper for a son to give to his father. And, and you know, we know that St. Joseph was not the biological father of Jesus, of course, but nonetheless, he fulfilled that role and that closeness, that affection, that, that relationship they had endures even into eternity. It's mm-hmm. extraordinary. For our listeners who might be just tuning in, got the pleasure of talking with Father Calloway about his recent book, The Consecration to St. Joseph, talking about uh, St. Joseph being the foster father. I had the privilege, our family was doing fostering for a while, and I have to share with you the experience of of some of these children coming through our house. It was, I I loved them just as much as my own. It was, there was just a, it's amazing how God creates us and, and just the love that we can feel to take care of, even though they're not my own child, uh, the capacity mm. for a father's heart to love. And I just think of, of uh, St. Joseph there with Jesus and just the love that he, he must have had for Jesus. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful, yeah. like, I know in, in, the, in the book as well, we were talking about, that's a, that, that was adoration. Joseph there mm-hmm. with his child. And looking mm-hmm. into the face of Jesus and and being in love with with his child. That's right, and it was it was such a intense love because, you know, when Jesus was a little baby, you know, and and you know the first words that he said probably were "Mama," you know, mm-hmm. tends to be the case. And but I I can guarantee you, you know, that his next words would have been Papa or Daddy, you know, Abba in Aramaic. That's what he would have said to St. Joseph. And that shows, even though he's not the biological father, there's that affection, there's that tenderness, there's that great love. And, you know, I I myself know that too, because, for example, I was uh, adopted. And, um, you know, the man that I call father uh, is not my biological father. He's my stepdad, Mm -hmm. but he adopted me. I have his last name, and, and I love him. He's my dad. Um, I, I, you know, my, my heart is so close to him that I feel it's an honor and a privilege for me to call him my dad. And, and I think that that's what Jesus had with St. Joseph, you know, not biologically linked, but it doesn't really matter because he raised him. He was given that role by the heavenly father and Joseph fulfilled it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, Jesus, even now in heaven is more than happy, delighted to look at St. Joseph as his loving father. 
We've got a break coming up here in just a minute, but one sort of fun question or just comment. I love the image of, you know, the fact that uh, St. Joseph was, was given these messages while he slept. So, of course, I've got the, the statue of St. Joseph sleeping on my desk at work. And it's been a wonderful excuse to go take a nap. I'm not going to take a nap. I'm just going to pray. <laughs> it's just, why did, like, God spoke to St. Joseph through him. What does that tell us about St. Joseph, where he mm-hmm. got these messages? And then also the interactions that St. Joseph had he, it, it seemed to be there wasn't like there was no dialogue back and forth. Like, why are you asking me to do this? Mm-hmm. Or there mm-hmm. was just action. And what does yeah. that what does that tell us as 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 men? And what does it tell us as father? And and, and how does what should that mean to us as as men and fathers? Yeah. Well, you know, a couple things there. So as men, we tend to be very busy, and we can become workaholics, <laughs> and we're just consumed with the task at hand. You know, we're we're oriented towards that. There's nothing wrong with that, but we've got to put work in its proper place. And so we can't be afraid to sleep, to recreate, and to just, you know, spend time sometimes doing nothing. It's okay, you know, um, as long as it's not useless and, and something silly. Well, it, St. Joseph teaches us that it's actually a good thing to sleep. Getting a good night's rest is actually a very good thing. Amen, um, brother. I'll give you, you know, an amen on that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes you better. If you're not, you're Mr. Cranky Pants, and everybody knows it. You know, Absolutely. And you, it, sleep is good, and St. Joseph shows us that. God talked to him when he slept. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to kind of imitate that. And and then again, you know, I, I also think that, um, you know, when we're in that, when we're doing everything in its right place, you know, there's a time for work, there's a time for rest. And it, it's funny because if you look at it, I mean, God thinks so highly of sleep that basically we spend, what is it, like one-fourth of our life asleep or yes. something like that, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, we got this mentality today that, what do they call it? They call it FOMO, fear of missing out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to rest, to sleep, and to, to take time off to, 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 you know, refresh yourself, because God does wonderful things to the mind, to the body, to the soul, to the heart when we rest. And I think that's a message for a lot of men today who become workaholics and just go, 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 go. You know, yep. we need to slow down. We need to slow down. Well, we've got to take a quick break. Before we do that, more information. Uh, where can they purchase the book? Where do you recommend people going to purchase the book? Yeah, there's a great <clears throat> website that we designed. It's called consecration to consecrationtosaintjoseph.org. Mm-hmm. And you don't spell out the saint part. It's just S-T. Okay. So consecration to saintjoseph.org. You can get the hard copy there or the, the e-version as well. And I love the, the artwork you've commissioned. It is beautiful. I've got, it's on my way to my office right now, what you've got for the cover of, of St. Joseph and Jesus. Where can mm. they pick that up from? Yep, on the same website. Okay. Uh, we've got actually, we'll maybe talk about it a little later, a whole bunch of commissioned art for the book that people can purchase at that consecration to saintjoseph.org website. Thank you so much. We'll be back with more from Father Callaway. You're listening to AM 1160, The Quest. Stay tuned. The Quest presents Lesser Known Saints with Ken and Chuck. At the tender young age of 20, St. Anthony of Egypt was so moved by the gospel message, go, sell what you have, and give it to the poor, that he actually did just that, donating what was a very sizable inheritance to the impoverished and indigent. 
Anthony's life was spent largely in isolated seclusion, giving the church and the world the witness of solitary simplicity, living a life of personal mortification. Despite his desire for a quiet life of prayer, Anthony drew many people to himself for spiritual healing and guidance. He responded to many of these requests and eventually founded a monastery in which he could carry out his ministry. He would then go on to lead the fight against the Arian heresy, a battle from which the church would take centuries to recover. He died in solitude at the age of 105. His feast day is January 17th, and he is the patron saint of butchers, gravediggers, and skin diseases. For more homegrown wisdom, visit thequestatlanta.com. Catholic Radio gives us an opportunity to become part of a larger family. It can be so lonely when we are struggling in our faith or just trying to live our faith on our own. But Catholic Radio connects us to that larger community of faith where we're able to get the support, the encouragement, and the grace that we need to not just struggle on, but to really celebrate all the blessings that God brings into our life through our Catholic faith. To donate, go to thequestatlanta.com. Hi, I'm Daisy Whiting from St. Anne's Parish in Marietta, Georgia. You're listening to Atlanta Catholic Radio, AM 1160, The Quest. Welcome back. I'm Danny Ryan, and you are listening to AM 1160, The Quest. In this hour, we're talking with Father Donald Calloway, author of the book, Consecration to St. Joseph. Thank you, and welcome back, Father. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, this is great. I'm loving this. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I, I, I so loved doing the consecration earlier this year. Before we jump into more things, I loved how you set up the consecration dates mm. and and how, how uh, you really can look at, at the certain parts of the year and sort of I've just fallen in love with the liturgical calendar, you know, just how the uh, year progresses and learning more about the different times of the liturgical year. And I just think it's wonderful how you've set it up. You know, I ended up doing, I'm opening to it right now in the book and just looking through the consecration chart that you've got. So you've got what probably, uh, probably nine or so different um, feast days that Mm -hmm. you've got set up. And then the consecration for those days, I wrapped mine up on uh, St. Joseph, the worker recently. And then um, we've got, I guess the next one coming up would be in July I just think it's great how you've got sort of a calendar for people to start this, and it start, can start at any number of different times during the year. It's, I just think that was a great idea. Yeah, it worked out really well because, um, you know, a lot of people, they're probably familiar with his two great feast days, March 19th, the Solemnity of St. Joseph, and then May 1st, St. Joseph the Worker. But there are other days that, you know, St. Joseph um, can play a, a special part in, you know, certain apparitions that he appeared in, you know, mm-hmm. Our Lady of Fatima, Our Lady of Knock, Our Lady of Loretto. Um, then, you know, you get the Holy Family, you know, in December, feast day. That's that's a great one. Mm-hmm. And uh, some people are actually doing it so that it ends on Father's Day in oh, June. Nice. I think that's that's nice. And, nice. Um, and then, you know what I've heard, and I think, I didn't think of this when I put the book together, but some people told me they're doing it this way, and I just think it's wonderful. Um, couples are doing it so that it ends on their wedding anniversary. Oh, wow. And, yeah, I thought, how neat is that, you know? So, um, yeah, you can get creative with it, and uh, you can do it any day, of course, but uh, 
it's nice to have something special for you know meaning to you to to end it on to jump a little off script here are you what are you hearing from women going through the consecration have you what what is the, you mentioned maybe husband and wives doing this mm. what's what have you learned so far with talking with women who've gone through the consecration oh they're loving it yeah it's it's pretty incredible because you know i, I did have some women initially who were saying well father is it only for men and i said mm-hmm. no of course not just like Marian consecration isn't only for women. That's mm-hmm. silly. You know, it's we've we're all spiritual children of Mary and Joseph, so you know we should be consecrated to both. And and um, the women who have done it and are doing it, they're they're like, wow, Father, this is amazing. I'm loving this. And they're uh, many of them, you know, they're trying to get their husbands on board or mm-hmm. uh, trying to maybe once uh, all this stuff with social distancing and all that is is over with and parishes are open more fully. Um, want to get their prayer groups involved and yes. get like a group of 30 or 40 women involved. And I think that's fantastic. So yeah, the feedback has been tremendous. That's, that was one of the things I think as a, as a follow-up to the, even uh, talking with you is sort of like how uh, here in Atlanta, how we can enable groups of men. Cause I know in the, in, in the back of the book, you've set it up. I went through the consecration just by myself, but I, I would love mm-hmm. for the next time to maybe to lead up a group of men mm-hmm. in the area. And you, you give some really good uh, help. Uh, <laughs> whoever's leading it up, you give them some really good guidance on what's going on during the different meetings. So have you gotten some good yep. feedback on that as well. Oh yeah. So you know, and it, it was a little challenging because a lot of people, they couldn't meet physically because mm-hmm. of the situation in the world, but they were doing it online um, in groups and, you know, more or less the same. Uh, so they were following the format with the, the weekly meetings, the, the questions and the, the sharing and everything. And, oh, yeah, there was great. I mean, I actually had many of these groups ask me to, to join in on their particular um, uh, session mm-hmm. and it was an honor for me to do that because you know sometimes they'd sometimes the groups would have five people but sometimes they'd have like 30 you know and just inspiring stuff for sure that's wonderful a uh, little bit of my backstory last year i ended up doing the exodus 90 program actually twice and so going into mm. this year my wife said it impacts your family and so my wife said you're not going to be doing it this year <laughs> and so yeah. i had to get the a-ok from her for doing the consecration to saint joseph and it didn't really you know it, it was not an, a uh, a big impact on the family so she gave yeah. me the green light for it working as partners <laughs> i know i'm the head of the family but i'm we're partners and so so uh, so we went into this and it was it was a great experience of going through it. I'd love to find out more about you. You know, you modeled the the consecration to St. Joseph uh, to the 33 days uh, from St. Louis de Montfort's Marian consecration. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about, you know, especially with your background as a priest and your order, and, mm-hmm. and tell me more about how the consecration, how it, how it uh, what your experience was with Marian consecration, and then how the consecration to St. Joseph, how does it complement this? Tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, yeah, I did the uh, Marian consecration through St. Louis de Montfort's method way back. I, I had just joined my religious community, and somebody had told me about it, and I thought, wow, that's, that's fascinating. I've never heard of that. And so I did it, and you know it's it's rigorous. His method is pretty rigorous. Mm-hmm. It, it involves a lot, um, daily readings, and then uh, you know daily prayers that are very involved. But but it's a good thing because you know like like if you want to gain muscles, you got to lift weights, and it, it takes time, and you know you got to be committed. And well, it's the same thing spiritually. If you want to grow spiritually strong, you know you got to put some time aside, and, and you got to you know really stay at it. 
Well, I wanted to put something together similar uh, for St. Joseph because, you know, as I had said earlier, you know, we're not members of a, of a one-parent spiritual family. We've got Mary as our spiritual mother, and we've got St. Joseph as our spiritual father. And in the New Testament itself, in the Gospel of Luke, it says that Jesus, in his, you know, human nature, says he grew in wisdom and stature before mm-hmm. God and man under the watchful care of his parents. So we've got the same parents spiritually, Mary and Joseph, so let's place ourselves under both of them, because there's certain things that only a mother can teach a daughter or a son. There's certain things that only a father can teach a daughter or a son. Well, you know, the God's ideal is for all of us to have a mother and a father, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I mean, sometimes that doesn't happen if, if the father dies or some tragedy or something like that. Of course, it's always exceptions, but the norm is to have that. And so we have that. Let's yep. take advantage of that. Yes. Let's let's place ourselves into the loving care of both Mary and Joseph, because that's what Jesus did. Yes. So that's that's what I think it brings it full circle. I think it brings it where now we got the holy family involved here. And man, it's going to be powerful stuff. Absolutely. So for those who are listening, we might be uh, just tuning in. We're talking with Father Donald Calloway, author of the book Consecration to St. Joseph. So uh, tell me more about how do you see the consecration complementing what you have with the Marian consecration? Yeah. So, you know, ultimately, whether it's Marian consecration or the consecration to St. Joseph, the same thing applies because the ultimate end is Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about getting closer to Jesus. It's about growing in virtue. And that's the great complementarity of when you have, you know, um, guides like Mary and Joseph, their ultimate end, as it is with every parent, it should be anyway, and it certainly is with Mary and Joseph, is to get their children to heaven. Yes. That's what parenthood is about, you know, is helping you to, to live according to God's holy purposes and to attain eternal life in paradise with Jesus Christ. So that, I think, uh, especially in these times today, um, we need a loving Father. As we talked about at the beginning of the program, we've got this Father crisis today in the world, and, and sadly, you know, in many parts of the Church, there's a lot of Father wounds, there's a lot of brokenness, and now we've got an opportunity to bring in the great St. Joseph like never before, and not to take away from the Marian stuff, no, not mm-hmm. at all, you yeah. know, in, in any way, but to, to, to offer as a complimentary, supplemental help and aid in these difficult times where we're living, where there's so much confusion and the marriage's family's under attack, uh, to, to bring in the head of the Holy Family, our spiritual father, so that he can help us through these difficult days, because I don't think there's too many people you'd talk to that would not acknowledge that these are difficult days. You know, you, you don't even really have to be a Catholic to acknowledge <laughs> there's something wrong in the world right now. You know, there's just a lot of problems. we got to get back to some one-on-one stuff here, and, mm-hmm. and I think unless we bring in the Father, we're, we're not going to get that. And I see Our Lady actually greatly wanting this consecration to St. Joseph as mm-hmm. well. I think it was in the book you were was something about Joseph's name meaning increase or something along those lines. Mm. So it's almost like you're he doesn't take anything away, he's, he increases. Right. Oh, I know. This is something, you know, when I was doing the research for the mm-hmm. book, um, you know, I, I was learning these things myself because I didn't know what the name Joseph meant, like etymologically, the roots of it. You know, I, I had no idea. But then I was reading, I think it was St. Bernard of Clairvaux, and he said, 
the name Joseph means increase. And I thought, mm. what? I thought, that's amazing. So I started calling St. Joseph the increaser, <laughs> you know. Um, I just love that, because that's what he does. He and, and remember, this is important. So when it says in the Gospel of Luke, which I, I, I mentioned just a minute ago, it says that Jesus, in his human nature, uh, he grew, which you could also say he increased in mm-hmm. wisdom and knowledge before God and man under the watchful care of his parents. See, he increased because his father was the increaser, mm-hmm. St. Joseph. So mm-hmm. if we want to increase in wisdom and stature before God and man and growth and virtue and holiness, let's ask St. Joseph. The, our father's the increaser. Our mother is the magnifier, right? Our lady She's, she's the, my, my soul magnifies the Lord. She's going to teach us how to magnify the Lord. Mm. Well, let's let St. Joseph teach us how to increase in virtue. What do you see as the biggest obstacle for men to entrust themselves to St. Joseph? Yeah, you know, it's tough because it requires sacrifice. Yeah. You have to be willing to change. You have to acknowledge that, um, you know, there's certain things, maybe patterns, habits in your life that you've got to jettison. If you want that ship to reach the other shore, mm-hmm. uh, and that shore be in paradise, in heaven, you're going to have to get rid of some things. You're going to have to change some things in your life, and that's not easy. It's not easy. Um, we're, we're very clingy. We, we like certain things in our life, but if they're not leading us closer to God, we got to be willing to cut them off. And um, whether that's, you know, that workaholic stuff we're talking about, yes. or certain habits that we've been involved with. Even if you become so addicted to sports, mm-hmm. you're spending so much time to the. Are you more committed to the sports team where you don't even know these people, or to the, are you neglecting you know your your wife and children who live under the same roof? You know we've got to place our priorities right, and a lot of men that's tough mm-hmm. because you know we we associate with our football team or or with you know, our organization, no, honey, you don't understand. I've got to go to this meeting in Tampa. I know I'll be away for two weeks, but you don't, you know, we've got to prioritize things. And um, that doesn't come easy, but it's worth it. Interesting. I mean, it's a little off script here, but just with regards to, you know, right now where it's difficult to watch sports, <laughs> there's not a whole yeah. lot of sports on. Re- reruns. <laughs> yeah, it's just reruns. But it, it, just the clearing of the plate uh, during the time of the pandemic and me going through this consecration, yeah. there was a clearing of the plate. There wasn't, yeah. there wasn't, I, there wasn't, it was a great time for me just to be able to say, I, you know, I, I have like, I'm a big Premier League soccer, I like watching soccer. And so, it, but mm-hmm. I didn't have anything to watch. And, and I think yeah. during times like this, there's, there is a reorganizing of priorities that you have yeah. when basically God just cleared our plate. And said, slow totally. down. Oh, he basically said to the whole world, okay, Clear your time out, everybody to their rooms. <laughs> you know? it's like, yes. It's just unbelievable how, you know, we, we could have never done something like this, and yeah. nobody saw something like this coming. And, you know, I, I'm not making light of it. I mean, no. it's tragic that no, people it have is. suffered and, and got it. Terrible. But, um, you know, we could bring good out of it if we, you know, want to. And, and I pray that that's what happened. I pray that people did take advantage of, of that, you know, the lockdown and everything, and just to get more focused again on your family. Hey, if you've been thinking, boy, you know, I'd love to, but I just don't have the time. Well, now you got it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> I, I can tell you, and a lot of people are seeing this, is that this is a, you know, I'm seeing families walk around my neighborhood that I've never seen before. Yeah. You know, there there is a certain amount of um, 
you know, there, there's stresses involved when you keep a, uh, a group together for that long. I'm just being realistic. Mm -hmm. But yep, then yep. You're, there's also wonderful opportunities that you have as a family to, to, to spend together um, and just, you know, have that extra time that we have. We don't have to run off to uh, soccer practice or, you know, there's just a you know, we we do hybrid homeschool. So we're used to, as part of mm -hmm. it. We, we just flowed into this. It wasn't it wasn't a tremendous. Um, you know, I've got the, I, my youngest is at a regular school, but my our older two are mm -hmm. not. You know, it's been that I don't think my oldest wants to go back. But it's this time period of time has been a reorganizing or, uh, you know, looking at our priorities and maybe yep. reorganizing them where we have prayer time in the morning. We, we've ended up doing some things where we um, what the kids normally have at school, where they're starting the day off with prayer and sort of what's going on that day. We, we've instituted mm -hmm. that at home and we've had night prayers. It's just it's been a wonderful time of just sort of refocusing in on our family that I hope a lot of men will take advantage of sort of same question, but do you think there are different obstacles for women to entrust themselves to St. Joseph? Yeah, I think there is. And I've, I've heard that uh, feedback from some ladies that they've told me, um, you know, that unfortunately, you know, it's, it's terrible that, you know, maybe they got wounded yeah. emotionally, physically, or even worse, you know, um, by some male figure, father figure yeah. in their in their youth or formative years, and that's hard. You know, that's unfortunate. It's terrible, and that can cause a lot of barriers to um, opening up to, you know, uh, uh, having a, a relationship with with Saint Joseph, understanding him as your spiritual father. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, I've heard uh, many women who have said that they did have some of those really bad experiences, but nonetheless that the consecration of St. Joseph has really brought about some extraordinary healing mm -hmm. um, in that, because they realize that this father is unlike, <laughs> you know, the yes. ones that they've experienced. He's so loving yes. and present, available, tender, always there, compassionate. And um, yeah, it's been extra. I even heard one lady, she said, uh, you know, she suffered from things like anxiety and uh, wasn't able to sleep well, and this went on for years and years and years. She said that after making the consecration, she has been sleeping like a baby. Really, and uh, that just that just brings joy to my heart because uh, you know there's something extraordinary there going on between her and Saint Joseph, and she's resting so well. And praise God, praise God. That, that, and this is really interesting because I've, I've for so many years I've heard like if for people who've had issue, you know, uh, didn't have a, um, a caring mother growing up, that we always have a spiritual mm. mother in Mary. But I, mm. I, I agree with you. There may be, you know, for a lot of people who had, you know, didn't had a father that wasn't present or whatever, that this mm -hmm. is this is an opportunity for for them to look to Saint Joseph as their spiritual father, and yep. to heal That's some of the wounds right. that might be there. He, you know, so I, I really think that could be helpful to a lot of people. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, I've I've heard that feedback, and uh, the latest statistic that I heard was sixty percent of families today um, do not have a father. You know, he's mm. either completely out of the picture because of divorce or whatever the situation is, or he's just never there, you know. So we're talking, there's a lot of father wounds today in the world. I mean, if, if that's the case, more than half of all marriages, families are in this situation. Well, certainly, you know, we need St. Joseph right now more than we've ever needed him before. Along those lines... How far off do you think we are before we have the year of St. Joseph? 
Oh, brother, I'm praying. I am. You know what's amazing, though, is that, uh, what's the number now? I think it's seven. Um, seven bishops in the United States have declared a year of St. Joseph oh, for their diocese. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. The ultimate goal, though, for yeah. me anyway, is is to get the Pope to do it on the on the universal level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote a letter to him, and uh, it was hand-delivered to him last year by a bishop, and I got pictures of the delivery and everything, so I know he got it, and they were talking about it, but I haven't heard anything back yet. But uh, please, listeners, please pray for this. <laughs> so, fun question, do you send him a copy of the book, too? <laughs> You know what's so funny? I'm I'm waiting till the the Spanish one is going to be coming out soon, ah, so I'm, I'm going to send him that. Nice. One, I don't think he reads English that well, gotcha. so he probably would get it and be like, "Oh, thank gotcha. you," but I, I don't know if he would read the English one. So, gotcha. <laughs> Got to send him a signed copy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wonderful. We're coming up towards the uh, the end of the hour. Anything else, uh, sort of, that's been brought up that maybe I haven't given you a chance to elaborate on? No, yeah, I just want to let the listeners know it's a great program. It's for everyone. You can do it as individuals or as couples, as a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and you get the hard copy or the e-version. You know, a lot of people are into Kindles and stuff mm-hmm. today, and uh, I'm probably one of the few people on the planet who still doesn't have a Kindle. You know? <laughs> uh, I like a hard copy myself. I love the feel of a book in my hands. But, uh, but the, you know, the, we have the e-versions as well. Uh, and go to the website, consecrationtostjoseph.org. Uh, to get all those goodies, and um, yeah, I think you're going to love it. Yep, and definitely take a look at the the artwork that's there. It's beautiful, and I'm really looking forward to getting the the, the cover artwork. I just I fell in love with it the first time I saw it. I have to tell you, my my experience with getting the book is it was sold out on Amazon, so I had mm. to get the Kindle, and then later on I ended up ordering it off of another website mm. <laughs> somewhere else. Yep. So, so obviously yep. the uh, the book has been selling well, which is I think just speaks to now being the time. Now folks are ready mm-hmm. for this message, and just so many things I think as men to looking at Saint Joseph, who he was as a man, and just. Just the sci- the 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 I just find it amazing that we we don't hear a word from him yet he spoke to, he he can speak to yeah. us so much and just yep. his his obedience to our Lord his um, any time in which we feel overwhelmed with the tasks that we might have with our families just imagine <laughs> the tasks that he was given yep. uh, and just uh, that we can always turn to him and look to him for help and. Um, you know, just uh, the fortunate thing that we have in 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 him and and the unselfishness that we saw from mm. him was is just uh it's an inspiration i think as fathers we need to find mentors we need to you know i i'm very fortunate because i had a wonderful mother wonderful father but just for people who might be wanting to find that example we can look to to saint joseph as being that example and mm-hmm. he's out there and so Hopefully, we've inspired folks who are listening to this to to take on uh, the consecration. And again, just as a reminder, there's some dates that you have for suggesting of winning, when you can finish this off. And it's a it's a 33 day consecration, and we uh, you know encourage you to pick up the book and look at this. I also would uh, next time I'm going to do it, I want to do it as a group. I, I think that's a wonderful idea about doing this with your spouse and finding a group of men that uh, can get together with, is even a great ag- example as well that can go to go through the consecration together. So thank you, Father, so much for your time. Just to wrap up here, any final thoughts that you might have before we yeah, wrap up this no, session? I, yeah, I just want to encourage everybody <laughs> to, to do the program. Um, you know, it, it's 
a little bit of a commitment, but it's nothing overburdensome or ta- overtaxing or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it t- usually takes about, I don't know, about 15 to 20 minutes a day. Great. And, um, you know, by the end of it, you're going to know St. Joseph more than you have ever, ever thought you could get to know him. Um, and you're going to realize just how good he is, as you were saying, and, and how he's just so present for us. And, you know, if he was good enough to take care of Jesus and Mary, hey, he's good enough to take care of us, you know. And um, I know for me personally, he's such a big part of my spiritual life that um, I tell you, there's not a day that goes by now that I just don't ask him to help me and help me to grow in virtue and uh, help me to uh, be closer to Jesus and Mary. And uh, I'd love it. I'd absolutely love it if other people discovered this great secret almost in the spiritual life of the great saint joseph absolutely thank you thank you so much is it okay i've, I've got the book here in front of me and i just as an example do you mind if i read your daily act of consecration to saint joseph so just so that people can get a sense of what that is absolutely okay yes. so this is um you give a couple in the back of, as I, I mentioned earlier the books in, in three parts and the last part is prayers there is an act of consecration to saint joseph that you do at the at the end and then you have this daily which is wonderful i just think to reorientate ourselves on a daily basis um, that's a daily act of consecration you give some options i really enjoy the one that you put out so let me read that and then once i'm done with that we're wrapping up with the hour i would love for you to do a, a blessing if that's okay you betcha, no awesome. problem. So let me, let me, in the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Saint Joseph, spouse of Mary, virginal father of Jesus, and my spiritual father, I consecrate myself entirely to you. I lovingly embrace your fatherhood and take refuge underneath your paternal cloak. Help me to pray and be virtuous today. Instruct me in, in the wisdom of the saints. Protect me from the snares of the enemy and keep me from sinning. Should I take my last breath today, be by my side, and take me to heaven to be with Jesus and Mary. Amen. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we're up for uh, the hour. Don't worry if you've missed any parts of this interview. It will be available on the Quest Atlanta app or online at thequestatlanta.com. That's, you spell out the and then Quest and then Atlanta, the full Atlanta.com. Father Callaway, thank you so much for joining me today on 1160 The Quest. Would you mind going ahead and closing us out with a a prayer and a blessing for all those who are listening? Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this time, and we ask you to bless all the listeners, their families, their intentions, especially for the grace of conversions, for giving people peace of mind, heart, and soul, especially if they're suffering. We pray all this through the intercession of the great St. Joseph, our spiritual father, that he would take us closer to Jesus. We ask this blessing in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, everyone, for listening to your Atlanta Catholic radio station, AM 1160 The Quest. God bless.